0: Today we're talking about why the INFJ is such a master at humbling and arrogant person. The INFJ doesn't want to make a scene very seldom you'll find an INFJ who's going out of their way to make somebody uncomfortable or to humble them or to do anything of that sort that might evoke any kind of conflict. But the truth is sometimes the INFJ is pushed into a corner and has no other choice than to show their true strength. And once they do that, most of the time it leads to another person being humbled big time. Today we're talking about the five reasons this is the case and what lessons we can learn out of that. Before we get started, I want to, remind you the INFJ Epic life bootcamp has launched and the first live call will be February 4th. So make sure you join until then because we don't have any late admissions, everything you need to know you can find in the links in the description. Reason number one, why an INFJ is such a master at humbling and arrogant person is because the INFJ knows your insecurities. The INFJ by nature is very observant. We keep ourselves back. We don't really, you know, talk so much about ourselves. We don't really show so much of ourselves, but at the same time we allow other people to do that. And so through that action, which isn't in any kind of way intentional in order to hurt others, we understand very easily what's going on with others. As in, what are your insecurities? What are your perceived weaknesses? What are you most ashamed of? And it isn't only the fact that we are observant. It has also a lot to do with the fact that we can read people so well. It's this combination that gives us all that power to really humble a person if necessary. Reason number two why the INFJ is such a master at humbling and arrogant person is because the INFJ doesn't want to outplay somebody. If you have two people and they're both trying to play a role and they're both trying to impress others or each other and to sort of be in a situation where you have to decide which one will come up, you know, on top, those kind of people are never really fighting with the true authentic self. Because if you do this, if you put yourself in a situation where you can compare, pay yourself to somebody else guess what you are playing some kind of game because of course, if you were authentically yourself, there's no way to compare yourself to somebody else. If you are completely in an abundant state and you feel completely at peace with yourself, you would want that for others as well. So if you have two people who are playing that game and who are comparing themselves, of course, one of them could outplay the other. That's not the case with the INFJ because the INFJ doesn't play that game. It just isn't enough for us. It feels childish. It feels uncomfortable. Necessary and completely weak. It's not even that we say, oh, we couldn't really compete in that kind of environment. We just look at that and say, oh, how childish, like, why are they doing this? Can't they both see that they have insecurities and they're just trying to fill that void by playing against each other in some kind of, you know, made up game that doesn't really exist. Why is it that although INFJs don't play that game, they do have the upper hand here? Well, they do because they know why the others are playing. They know that they're trying to convince others and themselves that they're better than what they actually perceive themselves to be. Because if you're completely okay with yourself and you accept yourself, you're not going to go out and play those games. So if the INFJ is really forced to have some kind of reaction and to hit back, they're not going to do that on that play field, right? They're going to take it to another level. They're going to hit where it hurts. Reason number three why the INFJ is such a master at humbling an arrogant person is because the INFJ is strategic. If they know how they could hurt somebody, even if they're in a situation where they would want to do that because the other person isn't treating them correctly, the INFJ will hold back. This isn't something an INFJ does lightly. And on top of that, it's not only because we think, Oh, I don't want to hurt the other person or I don't want the conflict, but it also has to do with the fact that the INFJ is very strategic, meaning they know when to use their own power. And in most situations, it's not really used in the most effective way. The INFJ knows, okay, with this information that I have, I can protect myself. I can stay in this situation. I don't want to engage in this. But if I have to, then I'm going to do it in a certain situation where it will have long term consequences. Reason number four, why the INFJ is such a master at humbling and arrogant person is because the INFJ once they hit, they know how to hit you hard. Like if an INFJ is really pushed to some kind of level that they have to react, it's not going to be a back and forth. The INFJ hits once and it's done. Like maybe they hit like once, twice, three times, but that's it. And they do it right after the other because the INFJ isn't somebody who wants to do this game for a long time. We don't have the energy for that. It's not how we are built. What we are really good at is to hit the person exactly where it hurts. And that's how you really humble an arrogant person because they see that no matter how much strength they have, how like long lasting their fight could be, you still know where you can hurt them, where it really hurts them the most. And it makes the other person really question what has been going on this entire time. People say to themselves, I never thought the INFJ would be able to do that. They're flabbergasted. They don't know how it even got to that situation. They really start questioning themselves in a level that they haven't done before. And that's when we get to reason number five, why the INFJ is such a master at humbling and arrogant person. It's because once that person understands that the INFJ had the upper hand the entire time, they just didn't show it. They understand that the facade that they've been building up isn't worth anything because this facade has been this one thing that protected them, you know, for the longest time, maybe for their entire life. And the only reason why this facade works is because they feel that nobody can see behind that facade, right? We're talking about psychologically being able to see behind that facade themselves. So if a person has some kind of insecurities and they put up this facade, it's not that this person is aware of that on a conscious level, right? We as INFJs, we go deeper. We look into the subconscious. We have a very strong connection between the subconscious and the conscious. That's why we understand where people's insecurities lie and know how to hit them and where to hit them if it is really necessary. Of course, we're just talking about, you know, revealing some kind of truth. We're not talking about, okay, going out and hitting somebody or being emotionally mean or abusive in any kind of way. What we're talking about is, is that the INFJ shows them the truth. That the INFJ says, I see what you're doing. I know that you're building this facade and you're playing this game, but the truth is you have these three insecurities and that's why you're doing it. And I see them. And once a person recognizes that, their facade crumbles. Because it's not like this person goes out into the world and says, okay, I'm insecure about these three things. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend like, you know, I'm really, really strong or I overcompensate in some kind of areas. People don't do this consciously if they did. And another person would say, Oh, I see that you're playing a game. I know that you're just pretending. Then it wouldn't lead to such a big reaction, but that's not the case people are not aware of the fact that they're really building up that facade. They're not aware that they're acting in a way that makes it so obvious to us why they're overcompensating and why they're acting in a certain way. So if this is a defense mechanism and this is a facade, as soon as one single person sees behind that facade, it's gone, it crumbles. And so in situations like this, people who have been playing this game are forced to look within and to actually face all of those insecurities, all of those perceived weaknesses, all of that shame. They have to deal with it because they feel like once another person sees them, I cannot run from that anymore. And so once a person is pushed to such a level that they have to, you know, deal with it and they have to feel it, they actually start healing and they understand that it has been a facade and it was an arrogant approach to life and towards other people. And so this is why in so many cases, if an INFJ is pushed to such a level that they have to reveal that truth to another person, as in, I see what you've been doing this entire time. I know these are your insecurities and I make that obvious to you. An INFJ doesn't want to do this because it causes pain to another person and to themselves. But sometimes we don't have another choice because the other person doesn't let you go, right? They see that you know something and that's why they stay connected with you and they keep being mean to you or they keep being arrogant towards you. They don't just leave you alone. And you know, in most cases, the INFJ is really forced to reveal all of that. So once they're confronted with like these uncomfortable feelings with this inner turmoil and with this inner shame and all of those things that they have just been pushing down, people start looking at the situation differently. They humble down. And I've experienced this many times and I've also seen a lot of INFJs experiencing this, right? We've talked about this in bootcamp and this is something that every INFJ has been confronted with. It's not like every INFJ has gone to such a level that they've humbled another person. But the reason why we haven't done this is because it is a painful, you know, situation. It's a painful act. And as I said, it's not only painful for the other person, but it's also painful for the INFJ because once we do that, we reveal what we are. We reveal how powerful we actually are. And very often we're so afraid of other people seeing that, because then they would know that we don't need others. They would see that, you know, we have some strength that they don't and we feel like this is something that might make other people abandon us. And the truth is it is, it is something that will lead others to pull back from you because even if they're humbling down, they don't want to be reminded of that situation. They don't want to be reminded of that shame that came up. So if there's a lesson in this, It's that we as INFJs should not allow others to continue playing that facade in front of us because we want to avoid hurting them because if they're playing a facade and therefore are hurting you, starting with the first attack, it's on us to stop that and to tell them, listen, I know what you're doing. I'm not up for it and I'm not going to try to convince you that I didn't mean no harm. Like we have to understand that one of the main reasons why we don't want to be as open about this towards the other person is not only because we don't want to hurt the other person, but because of what that would mean for us. Even if we're not aware of it, it will mean that another person will abandon you because you know, you have the upper hand here and they don't feel comfortable around you. And the truth is that's not your problem. You cannot dim your light in order to comfort others because it is just a game and it's a facade like every other facade out there. You know, others might have the facade of being an arrogant person and you as an INFJ might have the facade of being no threat at all. But the truth is you are powerful and it's part of your identity and it's about time that we start liking ourselves for who we are, including this part of us. And once we do that, yes, we will have to go through all of this pain of, okay, others are going to abandon me. They're not going to feel close to me or comfortable around me, but trust me, The more open you are about this, the more you're going to accept yourself and the more you're going to connect with people who appreciate you for who you are and they will allow you to come psychologically as close to them as it is safe for them. But you still won't feel alone because all of that void that you wanted to fill through connecting with others will now be filled with your own energy, right? you're building yourself up. And so it's okay that people aren't as close to you psychologically as they used to. And this is not just a positive thing, right? This can be positively or negatively interpreted, but you have way more space. You actually start filling yourself up with your own energy, with the things you like. You are more in tune with what you want and who you are and your own strengths. And the less and less you will actually get in situations where you're forced to humble an arrogant person because you're upfront with who you are and what you know about people. And then the other person can decide is the INFJ somebody I want to be around, which will mean that I have to be authentic or is that something I'm not willing to face yet. And then it's on them to, you know, just leave you alone but we have to leave people the prerogative of do they want to be authentic with themselves or not. And if we allow that by being upfront about what we know and who we are, you know, it's much more likely that we will have positive connections and we will very rarely get in situations where we need to humble, you know, an arrogant person. Like I don't remember the last time I really had to do that on a big level because it just never gets to that situation. And this used to be something that I felt happened all the time when I was younger and when I wasn't really in tune and comfortable with my own strength in this area. Remember if you want some more insights and help along the way when it's about like you creating yourself in this way and creating the INFJ epic life of your dreams, then join this bootcamp round. Our first live call will be February 4th. So make sure you join until then all the information you need, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video, why the INFJ breaks egos without even trying.